The views expressed in this program are those of the individual participants and not necessarily those of WVUD or the University of Delaware. WVUD and UD Information Technologies present Campus Voices, conversations with University of Delaware faculty, staff, and students about their teaching, research, service projects, and other interests. To introduce today's guest, here's your host, Richard Gordon, manager of the IT Communication Group at the University of Delaware. Thank you, Jason. And joining us in the studio today, we have a cast of thousands been brought down for us by Julie Brewer from the University of Delaware Library. Who'd you bring down here, Julie? I have brought four members of the Zero Waste Team of Delaware. They're all middle school students, and I will have them introduce themselves by name. I'm Elizabeth Nessel, and I'm homeschooled. I'm Eric Long. I go to CAB, 14 years old. I'm Aaron Knistow, and I go to Conrad School of Science. I'm Maxian, and I go to CAB Callaway with Eric. Okay, so we got two from CAB one from Conrad, and one homeschool. How did you all get interested in this project? Or I guess you should tell us what the project is and how you got interested in it. Well, really, it was my idea to get everybody together. Um, Everybody here knows me, and so I was originally the one on the project, and I got everybody together. So pretty much what the Zero Waste team does is it diverts organics out of landfills, because we found that 50% of what's in U.S. landfills and Delaware landfills, too, are organic and they can be diverted. They, they don't have to be there, which can reduce the landfill management costs and extend the life of our landfills, and it's good for the environment, too. Well, how did you guys get interested in this? I mean, this isn't like, you know, the latest haircut by the latest pop star, all the things that, that us old people think you 6th, <laughs> 7th, and 8th graders are interested in. Well, I guess it's opportunities like these, you know, you get to go out into the world and you get to do a lot of presentations, you get to meet a lot of new people. Well, my mom originally knew Mrs. Long, so then... Mrs. Eric, Long's your faculty yeah. advisor? Yeah, pretty much. But um, my mom asked me whether I wanted to be part of the team, and since I love the environment, I said, yes, this sounds like a lot of fun. So I haven't regretted that decision yet. Good. Mr. Max? Okay. Uh, well, I think most of us... Or all of us, we all come from an, like an environmental background, per se, and so we all want to save the landfills or and like keep them last, make them last longer. Specifically, gang, what is the problem you're trying to solve? Well, the problem that we've noticed is that we're treating our waste as a liability instead of a resource, and we're missing an opportunity to save space in landfills, as we were mentioning earlier. We could create jobs and revenue, and um, there are lots of other benefits by it as well. So I just throw my stuff out. I shouldn't be doing that, huh? Well, no, you shouldn't. Yeah. There's another way. Not really. We would like you to uh, recycle, for one thing. I mean, that's already going on, so you can already already do that easily. But what we're trying to promote is um, organic recycling. So it you get a third bin, pretty much, and you just put all of your organics in that bin. All my organics. Mm-hmm. So, like, what does that mean? Does it mean paper towels? Does it just mean cucumber well, yeah, peels? Well, organics, like, people think of outdoor waste and yard waste, but it's really more than that. It could be indoor waste, all your food waste, your soiled pizza boxes, tissues when you're, from when you're sick, stink bugs that you find all around your house. 
So, like, there's a lot more to organics than just yard waste and outdoors stuff. Uh, see, in the summers when I go up to a small town in Massachusetts, we go to the transfer station. We still call it the dump, but the town calls it the transfer station where, you know, up there I'm used to separating my garbage from my trash, which sounds like what you guys are saying, except up there it's mostly like food stuff, not pizza boxes and Kleenex. So I'm used to separating garbage from trash, and those go in different places. The different recycles go in different places. I mean, do we have any facility like that in Delaware? Well, not really, but in Wilmington, we have the Wilmington Organic Recycling Center. And actually, it is the largest, most state-of-the-art composting facility east of the Mississippi. So, And it isn't being used very much, but the Zero Waste team is taking advantage of it and using it to compost the mixed organics and then sell them as a product. To sell the compost. Yeah. Yes, compost. that's how we generate revenue out of this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go to us, but... It goes to the WORC. Which stands for? Wilmington Organic Recycling Center. Actually, what we the team, uh, we won the Christopher Columbus Awards, sponsored by the Christopher Columbus Fellowship Foundation, and we won a $25,000 grant. To continue the project. So that's great. I mean, does this mean that you guys get up early and go pick up trash for people? No, actually... A hauler does it for us. Republic Waste Services actually is providing mixed organics in Aaron and I's neighborhood, Elizabeth's neighborhood, and six other different neighborhoods. So currently not in Max's neighborhood. Okay, so so you guys are trying to work with – who are you working with? Are you working with people like me, the, the, the trash generator? Are you working with – The consumers, the households. Mm-hmm. And we've also been working with legislators to try and get legislation on this project so that we can make it, like, a law in Delaware. Not necessarily a law, but we want to create a working committee. And also we've been working with Allied, or Republic Services, to run pilots to help prove our hypothesis that 50% of the waste in the landfills is organic and can be diverted out of it. How many different pilots have you run now? We are actually running our fourth and fifth right now. Wow. So what did you find from the first three, which are completed? The first three have been completed. The, f- the first one was in January 2013, and it had 12 houses over – no, 16 houses over 12 weeks, and it gave us a 56.61% diversion rate of organics from trash. We didn't count recycling or yard waste. Well, what does that mean? It means 56.61% of the trash total accumulative in those 16 households after recycling and yard waste diversion was organic. Basically, 56% of what would have been going into the landfill was turned into compost because it was organic and didn't have to go into the landfills. We're running out of landfill space, aren't we? Not necessarily, actually. It's 47 years. 47 years, I'll be dead by then, but you guys won't be. Exactly. In 19, between 1970 and the year 1970 and the year 2000, the U.S. went down from 20,000 to 5,000 landfills. 25,000. So we have about 5,000 left in the U.S., and we're losing them at a rate of about one a day. And so it's just we just don't have space just to keep burying the trash, which is one of the reasons you guys are trying to do this program to encourage homeowners like me to separate our trash into 
three piles, recycling, organics, and... Mixed organics. Any waste yeah. left over. Any waste that's left over. They can't be recycled or turned into compost. All right. I'm just going to ask you. I get my bring myself home a steak stromboli, and, you know, it's got grease and stuff all over that box. I've just been putting that box into the into the trash. That's not what I should do with that. I would think that cardboard might take a while to break down. Actually, in the WRC, we took a tour, and our guide was a quality controls manager. So he knows a lot about this stuff. And he told us that generally the bigger the pile of the compost, which their piles are pretty big. They're 180 feet long. They're 12 feet high. They're gigantic. Generally, the bigger the pile of the compost, the more heat it generates. generates therefore, the more proteins it can break down. So it can break down things like a soiled pizza a box. Things. Yeah, okay. Now, why are you putting the emphasis on picking, uh, getting haulers to pick up the mixed organics instead of teaching people to do home compost piles? Because, like I said, the WRC can break down a lot of different objects. And in your backyard, you can't break down as much. You can't put meat there you can't put dairy waste there you can't put your soiled stromboli box in there can't put your underwear there (laughs) you can't put you cannot put your natural fibers in your backyard nothing will break down you mean max as i wear out my boxer shorts if they're made of cotton or some kind of natural fiber yep you can you can just throw them into your compost bin they'll even screen out the little rubber band (laughs) yeah Oh, not not in my home compost bin, but you're saying yeah, like if the, if the hauler picks it up. Yep, exactly. How hard has it been to try and train people like me to make this change? Actually, training isn't that hard. We send out emails to people in these neighborhoods, and they can opt in to come. They t- attend training sessions, which are usually an hour, an hour and a half. It tells them how to separate their organics, why we're doing this, you know, when they're going to get their bin and what day it's going to get picked up, and then they, they just go back and have it as a regular trash service. All right, I'm going to quiz you. Mm. My old tax forms, where do they go? Compass. Yeah, they go Actually, they're pieces of paper, correct? Yeah. They can go in recycling or your organics, but if they're soiled or they're wet or they're in small pieces, like if you shred your tax forms... Then they'll have to go into the organics because those types of things, the shredded, the small bits, soiled, wet, they will clog up the recycling conveyor belts and shredders. I didn't know that. Here's another one. Banana peels. Compost. 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 CDs that don't work anymore. That would go in trash. Yep. That was a good question. Yeah. What about those old plywood cattle companies? cassette tapes that I have that are, are turning to unusable bits of plastic and magnetic <laughs> tape. <laughs> they would just question. go into the trash. Yeah, that would be trash as well. What about used up batteries? Those go to specialty recycling. Yep. What about my Apple II, which Steve Jobs said in 1980-whatever, this computer will never go obsolete eBay. <laughs> you know, that's actually not a bad idea. Creates, that will create revenue for you. Yeah, but what, seriously, what about with old computers? Uh, Those can go to electronics recycling, specialty recycling, too. Okay. 
I showed you I just had surgery. Isn't that a nice scar I'm getting there? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I... What do I do with the unused pain medicine? That's specialty. That's that's yeah, a biohazard. Be... Let's see if there's anything else that's that's tricky. Oh, okay. I get Chinese takeout. What do I do with the plastic fork? Because I no good chopsticks. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Those can be recycled. What about what about the cardboard container that's got that metal handle? The metal handle actually gets pulled out. They at WRC they have this huge conveyor belt where people hand pick stuff out. They might pull that metal handle out. If not, it'll be taken out by a magnet. Okay. Or I could tear it out ahead of time and put yep. the yeah, that's never a bad idea. That's always fun. What about uh, Max's mom's synthetic fiber? Pullover, her fleece. It's that's a synthetic. That's synthetic. After so it's all worn out, it has out. to be a natural fiber in order to so be able to be compost. So it be cotton or silk, silk, burlap, yeah. burlap, wool. Okay, all right. So synthetic fibers have to be trashed. Do you find that people need help figuring these things out? Once they get going, they stay going. Yeah, and Fine. plus they they always they can always email me because I give them. My email at training so they can ask me questions. And I do get a lot of questions. And we also came up with a sheet that um, lists the main categories. So that way people can tell what waste goes where. They can just put it on their fridge and remember. Ooh, what about I, my old refrigerator? And I'm going to keep it, but I'm going to replace the rubber seal around the door. Where does that go? Good question. Ooh. That would be um, the trash. Because <laughs> it's probably not a real rubber, is it? It's probably made out of no. some kind of synthetic, stretchy plastic. And even yep. real rubber can't be composted. We've got Max Hewn and Aaron Knastot and Eric Long and Elizabeth Nessel here at the part of the Delaware Zero Waste Team. And they're talking with us about some of the steps we can do to reduce the amount of waste that goes into our landfills. And... I want you guys just to step through. Pretend I'm your customer. I'm 60 years old. I'm sort of clueless, as you can tell. What are you gonna? What are you gonna take me through the steps you want me to go through to participate in your project? So first, you have to. You should call up your hauler because a lot of haulers are actually making this switch, not because it's the right thing to do, because it saves them money, because it actually costs less to tip at WRC than to dump at the landfill. I presume they'll know about these benefits, but you can tell them what you want to do, what you, service you want to get added. You say you can provide your own bin, and you can convert your yard waste route. The yard waste route will all, probably already be going to WRC, and not if not, it'll be going to a mulching site. But you can say, you can say, can I upgrade my yard waste routes just so I can put my mixed organics in? It shouldn't cost anything, because it's actually saving the hauler money. Training. Training, yes. You, then you have to attend a training session where we tell you what can be composted and what can't. Then we'll also supply you with compostable bags that you will probably need to recycle your organics. We'll give you some smell tips. Smell okay. tips? Wait a minute. This <laughs> yeah. stuff's going to stink up my house? No. No, not well, really. Only if you know what you're doing. Like, we give these tips to make it so that it doesn't stick up their house. Basically, people will think, oh, we have to tie it up so it doesn't smell really bad. But no. once... You tie it up, that's when it starts composting, that's when it starts smelling bad. If you leave it open, like we have our trash can 
and we have it sitting in our kitchen. We just leave it open until it's ready to go right outside into the bin where it would just then get picked up by the haulers. But I think at your website you talk about the need to educate people about mixing different kinds of organics to yes, try and reduce do, the smell. Yes, you, you should mix different kinds of organics and in, because if you're diverting everything, then mi- organics will be mixed. If you have paper, sawdust, uh, junk mail, paper towels in there, it will absorb the juices from any fruit or food waste that you have, and so it won't smell as much. And if you think about it, most of what's left in your trash is going to be synthetic, and that doesn't smell, so your organics will probably start smelling as much as your trash did. This is interesting, because I know already, I feel like I put more out every other week for recycling than I do every week for trash. So if we start melding our organic grass clippings, leaves, twigs that we've clipped off and all with our organics from inside the house... How do we manage that when we put it out at the curb? How do you tell your customers, how do you tell your clients to be good customers for the waste haulers? Well, they just put their organics in their extra organics bin. It's really, it's nothing different than putting out your trash. The haulers will just come and pick it up like it's a normal trash bin. So in my neighborhood, the haulers that do the organic route, they don't have bins they've given us. They just have us put bags out. Well, our hauler supplies them with bins. They, Some haulers do? Some haulers do. So what are the requirements? What are the requirements you need to teach me since I'm putting out there stuff that raccoons would like to eat? Well, yes, you must bin it or else raccoons will eat it. You'll have every critter in the neighborhood trying to get at your mixed organics because it's food. That's what animals want to eat. So you have to bin it to keep the critters out. So basically, in my case, I'd probably have to switch haulers to one that does provide a bin for my organics. Yeah. Nodding your head doesn't show up real well on radio. <laughs> yeah, you can talk your hauler into it, into uh, having the organic route. I think I'm going to have to switch haulers before I can do that. I can hardly talk my hauler into picking, me, picking up my trash on a regular basis. I'm not going to mention their name on the air, but, you know, it's... You know, I guess part of this is that it goes against the culture that we've had in Delaware, which is just, you know, ever since I got here 30 years ago, you throw stuff out. A lot of, a lot of people we get say, but why aren't we doing this? And you know what we do? We give them a big round of applause because that's the question we're asking, too. Why aren't we doing this? Because it saves everybody money. It's good for the environment. It helps everyone. But it's, it's just not convenient enough. How receptive are the legislators to being lobbied by four middle schoolers in green T-shirts? Green polo shirts, excuse me. <laughs> we actually have three legislators willing to sponsor mixed organics legislation. And the goal of that legislation would be? P- to put mixed organics root in Delaware because we understand that this project will not work in the very long term without legislation. It seems to work in New England where they have pretty much acknowledged that they're out of space. Yes, it does. In San Francisco, too. San Francisco is really out of space. It's a very small, compact city, and they put a recyclables, yard waste, and organic span on the landfills. It is so strict that haulers can be fined up to $250,000 for dumping any of these, and so it works really well. They have an 80% diversion rate of their trash, and they expect to get to zero waste by 2020. Sounds like there are more things I could put in my mixed organics than I can put in recycling, because they're 
that want a certain grade of paper and cardboard in the recycle bin. Yes. But it sounds like in the mixed organics, so long as it can break down. Mm-hmm. Every paper product, every cardboard product, literally all of your food waste. Wax-covered paper, wax-covered paperboard, like your orange juice cartons, wax paper. Your sandwich wrapper if you go to Wawa. Uh, dirty tissues. Parchment paper. Cardboard Q-tips. You don't have to take any special steps with, like, the modern orange juice containers with that plastic ring? That gets uh, screened out at WRC. They have something sort of a reverse sift, which lets all the compost fall through and keeps the contaminants out. Actually, it sounds like the WRC facility is pretty interesting. It, it is. Do they, do they give tours to ordinary yahoos like me? Yep. Yeah. In fact, back in the day, we were ordinary yahoos, and they gave a tour to us. Again, this is the... The stands for the Wilmington Organic, yeah. Organic Recycling Center. Wilmington, Wilmington Organic, Organic Recycling Center. Center. So just any anybody can contact them oh, and yeah. get a tour and get more information. How do people get in touch with you all? Well, we do have a website. You can like us on Facebook. At Zero Waste Team Delaware. Is zero spelled out or is it the actual numeral? No, it is not the actual numeral. It is spelled out. Okay. And we, of course, will put up links to these things at the webpage that we put up for this episode of, of Campus Voices. Now, let's get your teacher on the microphone for a while. Mm-hmm. We're now speaking with the faculty advisor. Actually, I'm um, Eric Long's mom, and I'm a homeschool teacher. I homeschool oh. my daughter, and I'm the coach of the team. Okay, so the coach of the team. And this is Martine Long, who's speaking with us. What's been... What have been some of the challenges of getting a homeschooled kid, two kids from CAB, one from Conrad School of the Sciences? Well, definitely scheduling team meetings is always an issue because these these middle schoolers are not only great at diverting organics, they're also they're also all into music and athletics, and they're very active kids. These are not kids that play on their computers all night long. These are very dedicated, focused <laughs> individuals. Now, I did see that there was an article recently in the Wilmington News Journal, and it looked like um, Eric was weighing things at somebody's house before the sun had risen. Yes, actually, it was at night. We Every oh. Monday night, they have weigh-ins for their pilot, which is, um, this is part of a STEM project, and so they actually use a scientific method to go out and prove their hypotheses that 50% of their of trash is organic and can be diverted, and they've actually been exceeding that hypothesis. But on all five of their pilots, three are completed, two are ongoing simultaneously right now. They go out on Monday nights, and they will, they call it dumpster diving. They will go in and weigh the, the trash and the organics that have been put out, and then they can calculate a diversion rate based on actual what people are actually putting out so that they can, and they've been reporting this information to Denrec and the anyone that will listen to them to say, hey, this is a possibility, this is real, this could happen. Why are we using real estate to store things we don't want when we can just convert, send it to a facility that will convert it to something that's usable and saleable? And in Delaware, um, because of our laws that that ban the burning of refuse, we can't you know, do trash to steam or that kind of thing, but we can do organic trash to compost and then have a product we that the state can sell. 
Yes, and the infrastructure to do that already exists in Wilmington. We've got uh, the most state-of-the-art technolog technologically advanced re organic recycling center east of the Mississippi is right here, so it would not cost anything for the haulers to divert those trucks that are picking up the yard waste and bring them to the WRC instead of bringing it to a mulching yard. And then you could just add in all the mixed organics into those existing yard waste routes, and that would mean no incremental cost to the customer to actually divert their trash. And the most effective way they've found to divert trash out of the landfill is at source. So separating it at source and having it picked up at the curb so that no one has to go to a transfer station to sort out um, their trash from their recycling from their organics. So trying to do the separation at the homeowner's site right. as opposed to like I'm used to doing in Massachusetts where you take all your stuff there and sort it at the transfer station. Yeah, it's very convenient. They have, uh, they currently have 109 households that are diverting their organics in They've, it's taken them a year to get up to that number. In the calendar year 2013, they diverted eight tons out of the landfill, and they're on target to divert seven and a half tons out of the landfill in just the first quarter wow. 2014. So they're on track to divert 30 tons from the landfill next year. They're also working with the city of Wilmington, who is looking at starting a pilot in one of their areas uh, because there's a lot of cost savings to the haulers to actually just go from a tipping fee that's uh, 30 to $40 less because that sure adds up when you're dealing with 700,000 tons of trash every year. So we've been talking with the Zero Waste Team, Delaware. And if you go to our website, sites.udel.edu slash campusvoices or www.udel.edu slash campusvoices, you'll find links to more information. And I'm very... Proud of you guys, middle school students out there making a difference, and hope you keep it up as you move on into high school. You bet. Thanks thank for coming you. in. Thank you for letting us yes, come. Thank you for having yeah, us thanks. here. Thank you. It's been a great opportunity. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Thanks for listening to Campus Voices, a collaboration between WVUD, the broadcast voice of the University of Delaware, and UD Information Technologies. The views expressed on this program are those of the individual guests and do not necessarily reflect the official views or policies of WVUD, UD Information Technologies, or the University of Delaware. For more information about Campus Voices and to find archive copies of this and other episodes, visit our website. Using all lowercase letters, go to www.udel.edu slash campusvoices. We invite you to tune in every Thursday morning at 8.30 for Campus Voices on 91.3 FM, WVUD, and WVUD HD1, Newark, or online at WVUD.org. Hey, everybody. I'm April Virch, and when I'm passing through the Delaware Valley, I'm always tuned in to 91.3 FM, WVUD, WVUD HD1, Newark. <laughs>